You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. Packers lost the friggin' game. Um, I did end up making a decent chunk of change on it because there was a point in time where I think we all just felt the air go out of that team. And I went and looked, and the Packers were minus three and a half, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. Even if we win, I still think we're going to get that, but I don't think we're going to win. So that is the only silver lining there. But, um, well, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of the disappointing things that happened. And uh, let's get started with caller number five. Hey, game just ended. Caller number five here. Um, you know, it's a complete collapse in the fourth quarter by both sides of the ball, whatever. Yep. Um, here's the thing that I wanted to ask about, and it's um, I'm sure you're getting a lot of calls about Joe Barry and all that, but... Uh, For the record, I'm going in reverse order again, just so we're not starting with, here's my prediction for the game. A different angle on it, um, because there's two camps. There's the Fireberry camp, which is fine, and then there's the, well, Barry can't make the plays on defense, right? He can't intercept the ball, he can't tackle, he can't contain, um, which sounds fairly reasonable. But at what point is it on the coaching on the defensive coordinator. You see these other teams with comparable talent to the Packers, right? They have about the same level of talent. We have a lot invested in this defense, and and we're making consistent mistakes instead of being consistently good, mm-hmm. which is really frustrating. Like, um, you see all these other teams with great defenses, and they're consistently doing well. Uh, they're leading the league in all the things that we want our team to lead the league in. And what it, what is the difference? Are our players just worse? Um, because it feels like, no, our players aren't worse. So then, so then is it, is it coaching or isn't it? Uh, I'm sort of tired of the Joe Barry experiment and I'm, I'm ready to kind of move on from this, uh, guy. He's just been given too many years and produced too little with too much. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what your take is going to be on it. I'm interested to hear it, but that's that's where I'm at. At what point do we just need to blame the coaching? There's There's got to be something. I mean, you only forced one punt against Desmond Ritter. Right. Come on, man. I mean, honestly, come on. What are we doing? Anyway, that's that's all I have to say. Uh, besides that, fun game. Love to see the rookies ball out. Uh, curious to see what you're going to have to say about that uh, defensive coordinator take. Thanks. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot of different ways to look at it. I think you brought up a good point, which is even if you want to say, well, it's not the coach's fault, it's the player's fault for not knowing what they're doing, that's still a coaching problem. <laughs> that's still a coaching issue. Um, so that would be number one. Uh, number two, I was just having this thought today where we, you know you have that dichotomy of, well, was it bad play calling or bad execution? And generally what happens is, You'll have some people come out and say, see, he didn't do his job, therefore it's not Joe Barry's fault. And that's not necessarily true. It's entirely possible someone didn't follow through, but it was also a stupid play call. 
they're kind of independent of each other, and I think Joe Barry gets a lot of credit because of mistakes made that maybe he shouldn't get. Just because somebody made a mistake doesn't mean it was the right call. So, I mean, uh, this is probably a bad example, but let me give you an example. I have a second example, which is a little better. But the one play that everybody's going to think of when you think of something stupid Joe Barry did was having a linebacker playing 10 yards off of Bijan Robinson. Obviously, Bijan Robinson runs a really quick slant route, catches a pass, and he's off and running. That was never going to work. Now, you could say, well, the linebacker was supposed to do this, and he should have played that, and he should have done that. It's still a stupid call. And so, well, I mean, it's man coverage. He didn't know he was going to go out. Okay, that's your excuse. Fine. But the point is, this is a game of chess between offensive and defensive coordinator. And our defensive coordinator consistently loses. Yeah, that play would have worked great in a different situation. Maybe had they done this, that would have worked. But the problem is, maybe you're not doing a good job of anticipating what they're about to call, because you kind of keep putting us in bad situations. And so, I mean, look, it, it was a pretty putrid situation. We can have many celebrations, and I saw... Somebody already talked about, well, you can't blame Joe Barry for dropped interceptions. Well, that's true, but that's two plays. That's two plays. I don't care if that would have won the game. That's not the point. That's two plays. Look at this game. Look at the body of work. Look at the play-by-play. Is that an acceptable performance from the defense? Yes or no? Even if they get those interceptions and we win the game, is that an acceptable performance from the defense? Is that what you want? Is that, is that the top five defense that we've been clamoring for that we thought maybe we were going to see this year after that Bears game? And I also do not want to hear anybody talk, well, it's Bijan Robinson. I don't give a crap who it is. That is wildly unacceptable. Bijan ran for 124 yards and 6.5 yards per carry. Do you think that's just the norm? Do you think it's like, dude, that's Bijan. That's what he's going to do every week. No. That dude is not running for 6.5 yards per carry. Give me a break. That was just a complete breakdown. It was a failure. Once again, we're watching the Green Bay Packers and they can't stop the run. And that's what it came down to. Yeah, we couldn't stop Ritter. Well, actually, we did a great job of stopping Ritter until they realized we couldn't stop the run. Then it was run, 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 and then we were taken off balance with the pass. And then you mix in, now we got a mobile quarterback mixed in, and now he looks like he's freaking Tom Brady sitting in the pocket. Guys are running wide open, Jair's looking lost. Play, Razul Douglas is getting frustrated. He's losing people, throwing his hands up. Nobody. We got Bijan Robinson running wide open because there's confusion. You know, it's like everything else, man. At some point, the excuses have to stop. It's no different than Justin Fields. You have to produce. We know we have. Play- I mean, the, the the idea that we have bad players is so unbelievably stupid. We absolutely do not have bad players. We know for a fact we have really good pass rushers. That's not debatable. We know for a fact we have good linebackers, and we know for a fact we have one of the better cornerback groups in football. And yet we can't stop the run. We suddenly can't generate any pressure. We don't know what we're doing on the football field. This is a defensive breakdown. And at some point, Joe Barry has to be held accountable for it. I don't know what the point of just throwing my hands, throwing your hands up and saying, well, they made mistakes. Well, no kidding. First of all, that's a little bit on you. But second of all, everybody makes mistakes. That has nothing to do with you know what they're going to do and you can't stop them. And by the way, as far as not being able to stop the run, again, we didn't really invest in that at all. We went out and got edge rushers and put them on the inside and we're like, all right, there you go. I get that you want to be pass rushers, but we went up against two really good, you know, running teams. Right now, it seems like this defense is built to go up against passing teams. Find us a pocket passer and some wide receivers and no run game. We can, we can handle that. But if you got a running back, we might be in trouble.
Can't do that, man. You cannot just, I mean, the bottom line is this defense's will was broken. Because when you get into that point where it's like, we're going to run every time, and you know we're going to run, and you can't stop it. I mean, look, this game, I said, just like the last game, came down to the trenches. Everybody knew that, and we didn't win. Now, the offense, I'm willing to give tons of caveats to. And we'll talk about that some other time when somebody else calls in about something else, I guess. But as far as this, look, the film people are going to go watch the film, and they're going to look at things a little bit closer. I do think there are way too many broad, sweeping things being thrown around out there. I don't know if Joe Barry called a bad game, because you would have to be able to go back and watch and actually see what the play call was based on the situation and determine whether or not that was the right play call. And you'd have to know what the right play call is. And I'm guessing 99% of people have no idea what that is. But again, there, there are, there, there's no scenario in my mind where we have all these defensive pieces and an elite defensive coordinator and put up performances like that. I don't need to look at the tape to know that that doesn't make sense. There's no universe where that makes sense. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's 25 points. We didn't get blown out. But everybody watching this game knows exactly what happened. And what happened is they imposed their will. And we needed a stop in the second half at any point in the freaking second half, and they just couldn't do it. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to, again, we'll, we'll let the film people go ahead and look at it and determine their own, come to their own determinations on things. But I think Joe Barry's going to take it on the chin, and I think it's deserved. This is your baby, one way or another. Buck stops here. You're the guy. So be the guy. Make it work. Back is Brambo. Hey. Game got over a little while ago. Uh, AJ Dillon, it was your fault. That was that game. You're not very good anymore, buddy. You were good for a bit, but now you're just mad. I don't know. Heard Cam Akers on trade log. He explains why they were interested in Jonathan Taylor, or at least we're in the conversation. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, the way things are going with, with Aaron Jones injured and, and, and A.J. Dillon just not being able to do anything, maybe they do pull the trigger. I would doubt it, but I would have doubted they'd even make the phone call. I know we kind of lowballed them before, but maybe they come in with a slightly sweeter offer. I don't know. Aiden Reed's legit. Octavian Lips could be all right. Great day by the rookie receivers today. Fantastic. Reed and Wicks. We didn't. AJ Dillon didn't play. I think we can burn those first third downs where he trips over his own feet. Yeah. And falls on the ground. Well, and that's what I was saying before. Like, you know, when you watch it, he had nowhere to go. Like, he did everything he could possibly do with one glaring issue. The guy has the worst balance I've ever seen in my life. And that's two weeks in a row now. Where when he finally does have a hole, which is rare, he's constantly getting swarmed in the backfield because our freaking run-blocking offensive line is pathetic. It's really pathetic. Um, but yeah, on, the, on those few occasions, like, boom, there's a hole, and, and you can see it, and you get excited as a fan, like, there it is, go! He never goes. He can never get through there. Every time, as an NFL fan, that you see that hole, I mean, occasionally somebody trips, and it's like, oh... Dylan does nothing but trip, and sometimes it's over his own feet. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Or 
stutter steps like he's doing the ladder drill since he's a handoff on a shotgun every single time. <sighs> AJ, I expect better from you. Alright, Packy. Can't wait to see his frickin' scores from PFF. Be <laughs> off the charts. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't necessarily think he had anywhere to go again. I thought the offensive line sucked. Um, even pass blocking started to break down quite a bit. It looked really good early on. I mean, I understand the offensive line issues. I'm, I, I get it. But I, as, as I'm watching this game, I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're a team right now that seems to want to build in the trenches, and we want to run the ball, and we have a line that is incapable of run blocking. I mean, it is embarrassing. And say, well, they've got some good defensive pieces. Bro, they have two good defensive pieces, and they get rotated out. They also have at least four guys on that line. So at any given time, at best, they have two out of four that can do anything against the run. We should be able to block this up a little better. We should be able to have lanes once in a while. There's nothing there. So we're just not built right. And and you look at it and say, well, we can, as we're changing... As a team, we can start building in a new direction, but it's like, do you really want to do that? I mean, I know it's easy to say, I mean, we're going to have to start swinging early first round if you want to get a guy that's a great pass blocker and also a road grader, because, I mean, th- this whole thing about finding those guys in the fourth round, yeah, Packers are unfreaking believable at being able to find premier football players and, and like, actual starting level tackles in the fourth round that's unheard of. But you're not going to find a guy that is, I mean, I shouldn't say you're not going to, but the odds are exponentially more difficult to find a guy that is a really good pass blocker. Oh, and by the way, he's this monstrous mauling roadblock, uh, road grader. That's not going to happen. So we have sort of a confused identity uh, is, is one of the issues. It kind of reminds me of the Wisconsin Badgers. Like, yeah, we, we're really good at running the ball, but we're going to try to pass it 80% of the time. So we kind of are weird and clunky and suck. It just looks really difficult. Now, the, the other issue is when you have... First of all, two offensive linemen out, because it looks like we lost Elton Jenkins. I don't know his status. I should go check on the Twitters and see what they're saying. This is becoming a serious problem with injuries right now. With Bakhtiari, I don't know whatever his problem is. And then you got Christian Watson out. You know, again, I think the defenses really are spending a lot of time just crashing downhill. And we, we need something to counteract that, and we just don't have it. We're losing offensive linemen. We don't have our, our big deep threat. And so it just feels like they're teeing off every time, and it's such a hard thing. So I, I don't know, man. We're, uh, we've got a hard enough time just as a team that is so unfamiliar with everything. And then to have all these injuries just really start to stack up is like, you've got to be kidding me, man. So that is a negative. Hey, it's uh, Aaron from Eau Claire. Just got finished watching the Falcons and Packers game. Hey. Um, obviously disappointing to have a, a close loss like that, but... Um, I guess there's some negatives and positives on yeah. the negative side. Um, I was kind of disappointed with the defense, not just because they had a bad game against the run, but because it's kind of the same problem they've had for quite a while now. Right. Um, and getting gashed by Bijan Robinson by for that many yards um, and that consistently, I don't really know what the uh, main problem is. Um, is it players not making the tackle or is it somehow um, a schematic issue where um, 
the Falcons are able to find these open, wide open spaces and just get him the ball. Um, not quite sure uh, if it's like a like a scheme thing, like a Joe Barry thing, or if it's more of a um, player error, I guess. But um, I guess it's uh it's it's now you know continuing to be a trend um, through the year from pre- from previous years. So that's disappointing um, because it's kind of been their Achilles heel for a while. A um, couple of the dropped interceptions would have been the difference in the game, I truly believe. And um, anyways, but growing pains. On the positive side, the Detroit Lions lost, so that means the Packers haven't lost any ground in their division. So um, really not much has is lost. Um, they did fight hard. Uh, I, I do really believe that there was some really good stuff in the offense, especially missing David Bakhtiari. Uh, Christian Watson and Aaron Jones, I thought Jordan Love um, played really admirably, and I liked what I saw, um, even though it didn't show up uh, in the fourth quarter. But, hey, that's football. That's growing pains. So uh, on to the next one. Yeah, up until the fourth quarter, I was sitting there thinking, dude, Jordan's going to have a 90 PFF grade, man. Like, this is an unfreaking believable performance from him. Um he had his three touchdowns, so I was thinking, I said, if he gets another three, you know, we got to start talking about getting this guy his contract, but um, down the stretch, it got ugly. I mean, like, really bad. He started to look like, you know, and, and and the thing that's scary about it is, down the stretch, you're looking at it, and you're saying, okay, this is when we need you to put the team on your back, right? I know you're young, but that's the thing. We're, we're trying to feel this thing out. We're seeing what we have and what we don't have. Can you be that guy? And he throws a ball that hits a defender right in the chest. And he overthrows Romeo Dobbs for a first down. Like, I mean, it's just, it was about as ugly as it gets. So his really, really good performance just went to zero. Um, so that's, that sucks. And it's, you know, it's something to keep an eye on as we go forward. I'm not, I'm not, you know, putting that in stone that he can't do it. I mean, that's stupid. I mean, Rodgers failed a billion times on fourth down drives and everything else. It's not a matter of doing it every time, but it is, again, it's about learning what we have in this team and what we don't have, and so far, he hasn't been able to do that. I mean, when the clock, the, when the crowd noise got real loud and the pressure started ramping up, I mean, th- there was nothing there. Jordan had nothing to show. So that was unfortunate to see. Prior to that, he was freaking lights out. Now I'm seeing uh, Ian Rappaport say Packers offensive lineman Elton Jenkins, who left the game and did not return, is believed to have suffered an MCL sprain, sources said. He'll have an MRI to determine the severity. According to the Google machine, 3 to 12 weeks. If you have a grade 1 MCL sprain, you could fully recover within as little as 3 weeks. If you have a grade 2 MCL, uh, 2 through 3 MCL sprain, you can expect to need at least 4 plus weeks to recover. So... We'll see the severity. It sounds like he may be down for a while. Oh, the injuries. The, the injuries are what bother me. I mean, it's, it's, it, it wor- it's a lot worse than the loss. I mean, the loss is, you know, I, I thought the, the team made some strides, and there's plenty of reasons to, to feel optimistic because a lot of things really went well. And eh, But anyways, I don't know. If we're sitting back and looking at this as an evaluation year, it is what it is. But you you just hate to see the injuries, man. I just want to see this team be able to 
compete at its best and see what it can do. You know, I don't want him to start getting discouraged because the losses start racking up, even though you understand, I mean, there's a lot of injuries and whatnot, but it's too bad. It's too bad they couldn't have come out on top. That would have been a heck of a galvanizing thing, but is what it is. Chris from Alabama, what's going on, man? What's up, Ryan? It's Chris from Alabama. What's up? That's a tough loss, but I, I'm kind of confused on something, man. Now, I, 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 I ain't got no reply from nobody on Twitter. I, I need to know something. I need to know something right now. Now, if I'm wrong and I've been viewing this rule wrong, I, I will call back. Just, just let me know. Just let me know. Now, PT, before I even go into any analysis of the game, okay, you got fourth down. You got a legal shift. To my knowledge, that's a pre-snap penalty. Therefore, if that's a pre-snap penalty, whatever happened after that ain't supposed to count. So now y'all don't win back talking about the man ain't kidding. We too already didn't catch the ball. But why does this play count if you call the legal shield, which is a pre-snap penalty, which the play shouldn't even count it? Unless I'm wrong. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's how I always view that rule of a pre-snap all-star, the legal formation, the legal shield, and all this stuff before the snap, the play don't count. So why are we, why why can't he go back and decline and the game be over if it's, you call a pre-snap penalty of a legal shield? Come on, somebody explain that to me, man, because I'm real pissed off. We we, we probably, if, if we would have got 4 and 15, we still supposed to have a chance. I ain't gonna say we would have got it. I, it, it was, and, and I ain't even gonna say that cost us a game. I mean, it, it kind of, we kind of, we kind of, I, I can't even talk. I want to know about this rule before I go into anything. And I'm gonna make another phone call because right now I'm real kind of upset and I ain't got my thoughts. I just want to know about the rule. If they call a legal shield, which is a pre-snap penalty, why in the hell did that play count? We should have had one more play. But if I'm wrong, I'll come back in and apologize. I think I'm right about that. So that's why I always view that doggone rule. Just let me know, man. So I, I'm assuming that there is something, and I'm going to keep digging here as we go. But from what I've seen so far, it is considered a pre-snap penalty. As I continue digging, I'm, I'm looking at operations.nfl.com. What is a shift? A shift is any simultaneous change of possession or stance by two or more offensive players before the snap after the ball has been made ready for play for a scrimmage down, including movement to the line of scrimmage by the offensive team prior to the snap. I don't know how you can have an illegal shift after the snap if a shift by definition is something that happens prior to the snap. Let's see what this says. Complete stop. All offensive players are required to come to a complete stop and be in a set position simultaneously for at least one full second prior to the snap. Failure to do so is an illegal shift. Cite here, football advantage says an illegal shift is also known as a pre-snap penalty. Not that they're necessarily an authority, but I can't find anything in the NFL rulebook stating anything about pre-snap, post-snap. But again, it seems to me to be intuitive. A shift is something done pre-snap. An illegal shift would therefore have to be something done pre-snap. That was the call, right? Illegal shift, or was it something else? I feel like it was a legal shift. But yeah, man, I got nothing. I guess I didn't really care too much about it, because it, it just, I, I felt for the last 25 minutes or so, this game was completely over. But I, I get what you're saying. I'm just going to assume we're wrong, because even the, the, I think it was Blandino or whoever was on the, the call and was like, no, 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 it's not a pre-snap, it's a post-snap penalty. And then the refs came out and called it a post-snap penalty. But I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't, it seems to me to be quite intuitive that it would be a pre-snap penalty. Anyways, folks, let's take our first break. Please check out OldSouthernBBQ.com. They've got an array of uh, rubs and uh, sauces that you can and should purchase. You can use Packernet 15, capital P, capital N, Packernet 15 to get 15% off your order. I saw we already had somebody uh, who did do the catering. It was, uh, what do we got here? Packer Bob at MPLS Bob 1 posted a picture of it. It looks, oh my goodness, it looks so good. We got what? We got some baked beans. We got chicken, mac and cheese, cornbread, ribs, coleslaw, pulled pork with the barbecue sauce. Looks like he's got a Bloody Mary there. It looks so good. Looks so good. That cornbread, dude. Oh my goodness, that looks amazing. I'm going to make some cornbread. Anyways, why don't we leave it at that? Please check out OldSouthernBBQ.com. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Pat, that is Trap Obvious. Hey. Just wanted to say losing sucks, but... Yeah. You know, this is kind of what I thought this year was going to be is we'll be in a bunch of games, we'll pull a couple out, but there's just going to be some of those with with our, you know, first-year quarterbacks starting anyway that we're not going to pull some of these games out. And, you know, the record might not show how well we played, but I'm happy with this game, actually. I'm not that broken up over the loss. Love played well. This was a great growth opportunity. And, you know, obviously you never want to lose, but overall, I don't see this year as like fighting for a championship. You know, I see that as next year, but we got to grow this year to make that happen. And this was a step in the right direction. We just need to learn how to finish these games off. And that includes the defense. The offense put up enough points, the defense fell apart, especially in uh, change of tempo, like, the hurry-up is killing us. So, anyway, that's how it goes. 
it is interesting. Again, it's kind of like you, you put two different glasses on. The old Packers glasses, which is, you know, we got Rodgers, we've been doing this a long time, is is the expectation is just win. I don't want any freaking excuses, just win. Like, you need to win. The other glasses that I have don't know if I've ever worn before, but it, it's more of a... Trying to establish, do we have a good football team here? And I think if you do that honestly, there are mostly positives. Injuries are not an indication that your team is bad. Injuries are just fluky things that happen to every team. Some some years, teams just get bit by the injury bug. Some years, you, you kind of skate through. And I think the Packers have been relatively healthy compared to other teams lately. It looks like this is not going to be the year for us. And so, you know, again, if, we, if, if you look at it through the long-term vision goggles, I think this has been mostly positive. I, I am impressed with Jordan Love. Yes, the ending sucked. I think the only real thing that, that has me kind of feeling disgusted is the fact that at the end of the day, the offense pulled its weight and looked fantastic. And then they needed help down the stretch, right? They're a young team. We don't have Christian Watson. We don't have David Bakhtiari. We don't have Elton Jenkins. We don't have Aaron Jones. We have A.J. Dillon, who has completely forgotten how to play football and just trips over himself. I mean, for crying out loud, we, we've got... Dontavian Wicks is like our number two wide receiver out there right now. Maybe our number one. I, you know, with, with Dobbs kind of taking some time out. I, I haven't seen the snap counts, but I'm assuming that's still happening. I mean, it, it's, it's like a first-year starting quarterback with a bunch of rookie wide receivers. We, they needed help. Bottom line, like, they, they got tapped out. They kind of got... They got stuck. And this is where, you know, th- this was always the expectation. Like, if, if the offense is able to pull its weight, and 24 points is pulling its weight, second week on the road, quarterback through three touchdowns, kind of two, but whatever, you need to be able to pull through. Like, hey, I-, I got us this far, I can't do it, can you get a single stop? I need you to stop them. They couldn't do it. And I understand, like, well, the offense didn't help. I, I get it. Down the stretch, both sides failed. But the point is, there's one side that you look at, there's one side that you look at and you say, you guys are the ones that need to be able to rise to this occasion, and they didn't. But aside from that, um, I'm still excited about Watson. I'm very excited about Dobbs. Jordan Love, I think, although that, that failure down the stretch was a little scary, this game I thought was really fantastic. And maybe his grade might suck, because it's similar to the last one. I don't know if he had any big-time throws. He clearly had at least one turnover-worthy play. I don't know, but I, but I like it. Uh, the offensive line, I thought the pass blocking, for the most part, looked decent, all things considered, with all the injuries and whatnot. The run blocking sucks. Obviously, we know we have a superstar in Aaron Jones, even though he's hurt. I like our pass rush. I think the linebackers have looked really good in this game, for the most part. I mean, better than I've seen in a while. I, I love the tackling and the aggression and everything. I know it hasn't been perfect. Bijan's a slippery guy, but I've been really impressed with it. Um, Darnell Savage, I've been impressed with. I, I can't see what he's doing back there all the time. But that dude is just cleaning up like crazy. He's smoking everybody. Yeah, he got his, his knee buckled trying to get Bijan that one time. But aside from that, he has been a one-man wrecking machine, including just laying out Kyle Pitts, I think it was. So I've been impressed with him. Um, I think the corners, aside from kind of collapsing in this game, I think we've got a good group there. I think we got some good pass rushers on the inside, too. I'm not going to give up on that just because they failed to, to stop the run in this game. There's a lot of positives here in the long term. But I think we have to look at Joe Barry and say, look, I, I need a solution. Like, we, we, we need something here. And, and you know, we can look at, you know, um, we can look at Brian Gutekunst and say, well, what did you do to help me with this run defense? You know, you, you went out and got pass rushers, but that ain't going to fly. You got Kenny Clark, you got a bunch of guys on the edge, and you got two stud linebackers. You have more than most defenses have to stop the run, and we are still one of the worst teams in football stopping the run. That's freaking unacceptable. You figure it out. But yes, I um, 
I'm excited for the future. I just don't know if this is going to be the year. I think there's still a lot of uh, things that are raw. There's still some things to figure out. I don't know if we have the right defensive coordinator. And I think the injury bug is, is really, it's starting to concern me a little bit. We also have a left tackle that potentially is just choosing not to play certain games. I haven't gone there. I'm waiting for someone else to go there. I don't have any evidence that that's the case, but I'm just telling you right now, if that is the case, I'm freaking pissed. I'm pissed. So he need it. There better be a reality that um, that the team just said you're 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 not healthy enough to play, which I would say is is pretty unlikely if we're being honest. And then you got the head coach going to the podium and saying we're not talking about David Bakhtiari. He's a good football player, but I'm 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 just not I'm not freaking okay with guys choosing to take some kind of a moral stance because your buddy got hurt and now you're gonna sit out games. You had better freaking not be doing that. Because that is bull crap. You're sitting out on your team. You're just not going to play in like half the stadiums because you just don't feel like it because you don't want to get hurt. And you're going to leave your team out to dry. Yeah, that better that had better not be the case. What's going on? It's Omar Firefighter. How y'all doing? What's up? I'm sure y'all doing like me, a little pissed off about the game. Um, It's, it's kind of confusing because... Jordan Levin played bad. I, I don't think we won the ball good enough. You know, he he no. didn't play terrible. He missed a, a wide open receiver yeah. with Dallas for a touchdown. But, like, that's just being perfect. Like, yeah, everybody perfect, you know. Right. Patrick Mahomes missed passes, so don't have nobody. Pat, Pat Mahomes looks like hot garbage right now. I, don't, I mean, I saw they won the game, but that whole start to the, to the Chiefs game was like, what the heck is going on in Kansas City? They were just garbage. I know because my tight end on my fantasy team didn't catch a pass until the third quarter. I thought he was hurt. Maybe I was super pissed off about that. But we didn't do a good job stopping the run, and we didn't do a good job running the ball. It's like yeah. the way that we're playing now, if, especially Dylan, like I wouldn't give Dylan a contract extension after this. I would draft two rookie running backs. Yeah. I even keep Jones, have him teach him, you know. But I wouldn't resign Dylan. Dylan, I don't think it's going to end up being the lead number one guy because he's not moving the ball. But I don't know if it's him or if it's the line. It's a combination. I have no clue. I would love for you to answer that question. But, um, again, the safeties didn't play well. Savage, you know, could have hit the ball away. I mean, he saved the touchdown play, but he could have hit that ball instead of trying to go for the interception. It was just, it was just ugly all over on defense, man. Us leading in the fourth, we shouldn't have lost this game. So um, it's it's kind of a just crazy game because it's like we didn't play terrible on offense, but we didn't play great. But the defense, again, just didn't step up. We need some safeties, draft us some safeties, get some better safeties, assign them. And uh, I, I definitely don't think uh, two Ray is going to be on the um, – Start wide receiver next year. I just say that. Like, you ain't hold on to the ball. It's, you know, you don't get that many opportunities. You can't mess those up. So, all right, anyway, go pack, go on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you offer Dylan a contract. I, I don't think you have to necessarily let him go, but he's not going to get a big money contract. The, I think the Packers, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to see him as the number one guy. Who knows what the Packers are going to do? But if if it's me... I go to him and I offer him what he's worth. I mean, he's a Packer. He, he gets the system. He gets everything. Um, I, I think you you pay him to be a backup, a backup running back, which is not worth very much money. 
And um, yeah, and then then you have to focus on trying to find an Aaron Jones replacement. Um, again, I hate to be so definitive and just give up on him, but my question this whole time has been: show me something. And I know he's in a bad situation. I know the run blocking is bad, but you know other guys are coming in looking better. And um, you know what 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 is that thing that you do that is special? We know what it is with Aaron Jones. Even when the blocking's bad, that guy finds stuff, right? So. I, I, the only thing that I can see is he has the ability to once in a while push a pile of a few extra yards, and even that is not, it's it's not as impressive as I'd like it to be because he's always standing upright. You know, it's not like he gets low and he pushes. He's standing up and pushing, and then he gets some other people to help him push. And I don't know, like I I I genuinely don't care about that. It's such a minor thing. I mean, I just felt like this entire game, he runs and he gets his three yards, and he doesn't really push anybody usually um and it's like i i just i i i don't think anybody would argue that if you put patrick taylor in he couldn't have done the same thing i mean which which what i'm saying is basically any undrafted free agent off the street could have picked up three yards on that and again when when we i i feel like he's worse than what you get from some of these other guys because like i said even on those open lanes he's constantly tripping I mean, I, you know, I've been relatively negative. I shouldn't say negative. I, I like Emmanuel Wilson. I just think it's kind of silly to be so hyped until we see him in the regular season. But let me just say, I, I feel like we probably should have played a lot more Emmanuel Wilson in this game. Because I think at the very least, if there was a hole there, he would have got through there really fast and really clean. We probably could have picked up first downs and touchdowns. Um, it's just, it's just not, it's not good enough. Bottom line. And um, it is what it is. I mean, it's... It's not up to me to defend the guy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll stand here and I'll say, we need to slow down. We need to kind of pump the brakes. Same with, you know, Joe Barry. Same with, I mean, and, and that's always my thing. I always do that, right? I did that with Dom Capers. I do that. I'm always, I've said before, I'm always the last one to want to move on from somebody. So I'm wrong for a long time. But it's like, I, I need to know for sure. Because we get emotional and we, we tend to overreact. And I've seen people blame Matt LaFleur for bad play calling and, and you know, down the stretch. It's like, well, maybe that's true, but but at the same time, there's no way you could know that. Because you couldn't even see the whole field. You don't know what the play call even was. And even if you could, you I'm guessing you're not even qualified to be able to address what the right play call in that situation would be. So I think 99% of the time when people say things like Matt LaFleur was terrible at play calling in this game, all you meant is the plays didn't succeed down the stretch. Which, let's be completely honest, if Jordan had thrown a couple better balls... They would have succeeded. And and beyond that, we, we saw a pretty good game early on. I think it's just frustration. So I'm trying to just pump the, the brakes on frustration. I'm trying to look at all the variables because there's always a lot of variables. You know, there's always a lot of, um, you know, like for running backs, it's it's offensive line. And yeah, there, there's, I can't be mad at a guy when he has no blocking. But, but again, he has not shown to be any better than any random street free agent that you can pick up. And that's just not good enough. So would I pay him to stay? Sure. I'm going to offer him backup money. And honestly, I think he takes it. Partially because nobody's going to offer him starter money. And secondarily, he loves it here. So unless he gets some massive offer somewhere else, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet we will get him for a very cheap contract moving forward as a backup. And we will look at the, the process of, of finding other guys to come in. And um, I, I really think that when, when I say backup, I don't mean like... You know, I I don't even know what backups get paid, but 
there needs to be an understanding by the Packers when you offer him a contract, assuming he accepts it, he may not be the number two running back in the, in the next couple of years with the way he's going. Like ideally, we have two guys that can do better than this. So you don't want to look at this and be hamstrung by a contract you're not comfortable with. But, you know, again, to be clear, we don't have that. Assuming Aaron Jones, you know, I don't know how long he's going to stay, but, um, you know, if we're looking beyond Aaron Jones and we get rid of A.J. Dillon, we really don't have anybody. Oh, man, that's speaking of a good run. See what I mean? Tony Pollard. Dallas Dallas has had a pair of good running backs. A lot of teams have multiple good running backs. The reason running backs, one of the many reasons that running backs don't get paid is they're to some degree a dime a dozen, man. So I don't know. I, I He's one of those guys I want to like. I, I, I love everything about the guy. I mean, he's he's the way he's built. I mean, he's, he's one of the biggest freaks to ever be drafted. I mean, his ceiling is incredible, but um, it's just not working. And even times when it should be working, it's not. You know, you get him out in space, he's got that speed, and he's got the power. Oh, my goodness. And he gets goes down the first guy that hits him. Okay. You know, and then there's not much run blocking. Well, he can slam into people and knock people back. It's like, oh, not really. Maybe about a half an inch more than your average running back would, but there's nothing massively special about that. So, I don't know. It's 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 sad. I, I don't I don't like falling on this side of it, but again, my, my job is not to sit here and defend um him my job is not to sit here and defend my old takes that that you know we need to uh, give the guy his due respect i'm just looking at it for what it is and right now my stance is he needs to prove that he's deserving and he's not doing that you know we got we got rookies we have a rookie what fifth round pick wide receiver that showed up today in duntavian wicks we got another rookie second round guy in Jaden reed and another rookie second round guy in luke musgrave who's showing up we had a rookie uh, fourth-round pick tackle in Zach Tom. I'm talking last year, but also this year. Pretty impressive stuff. These guys are showing up. I mean, we're seeing things from Brooks and Wooden. We got mid-round defensive tackles at a position that generally rookies don't play very well at all that are making plays. You are one of the oldest veteran guys that we have at a position that is known to be not necessarily the most difficult, and you are one of the most athletically gifted players on this entire team, which is loaded with athletically gifted players. And what do we have to show for that? So, anyways, we're just about out of calls. Let's take one more quick break, and then we'll go in here and uh, get some of these going. Hey, Ryan, this is Aaron. Just hey. give you a quick call. Um, the game's about to end. Um, they're measuring for a Falcons first down right now, and it turns out it's fourth down. But here's my – I'm gonna. I'm not going to talk about the game right now. I'm going to talk about this garbage broadcast that they have to force <laughs> feed down our throats. Yeah. Literally, right at the beginning of the game, right before the first commercial break, they there was a mic'd up guy that literally just said, that is effing bull crap, but he used a different word. And there's been a couple other times where they've had blatantly yelling, swearing on this broadcast, right? Right. The refs are, none of them are on the same page. Yep. The announcers don't know how to pronounce, like, any of the <laughs> Packers players' names. They call them Josh Nyman. Um, <laughs> it, it's just like, at least can you put together a decent broadcast like nobody knows what's going on they've mixed up the teams like a few times 
calling like saying like the things that the Packers have done. Yep. They said that the like they literally just said that the like the Falcons took a timeout when it was the Packers. Right. And it's just like can you find out and know what you're doing and understand how to do your job? Um if you're gonna do a broadcast. Um honestly the broadcast is worse than a run defense trying to stop <laughs> B. John Robinson on a third and short um by playing eight yards off. Um <laughs> Anyways, brilliant stuff. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm just going to talk about this <laughs> broadcast because that's the worst part. So, um, anyways, we'll see how this young Wake who's about to kick. Uh, we'll see how this all goes. Um, still a minute left. So, either whether he makes it, Jordan Love's going to see the field again. So, we'll see how he does in crunch time and if he can come back. Um, but if he can rally this team. So, anyways. Have a good day. Whatever the outcome is, is the outcome. Peace. Yeah, I think uh, I think Amazon is the future, man. I saw some people complaining about the Amazon thing. I think you're out of your mind. I love that. Look, I, I think part of the issue is we have so much data right now. The announcers are mostly useless. They're kind of just background noise. Like A game would be weird if there wasn't somebody just talking. So you got to have something. But at the end of the day, they're, they're providing such little analysis that is beneath even, like, the common fan. Like, you know, again, like, we're generally correcting them constantly. Like, what are you talking about? That was obviously a first down or whatever, right? It's just, it's just you're hearing not very useful things. What I love about Amazon is they provide you all the data yourself so that all the information you need is there. You can click and, and it pulls up all the stats right over on the right-hand side. They've got the little circles around everybody with everybody's name and the little you know, paths that follow. And I think that can be improved upon as well. I mean, they, they like the, the circle turns green if a wide receiver is open kind of thing. Like there's a lot of cool stuff. And then they even have like an, so they have the, the main broadcast and then they'll have an Amazon uh, person pop on and he's a, he's an analytics guy, which I appreciate. And he jumps on and what is he doing? He's, he's, he's talking about um, EPA per play on, on third and, and short in these situations. The team is, uh, oh yeah, they, they give like percentages. There's like a, a 67% say go for it in this situation. All that kind of stuff. Even even like the, the field goal thing, like the general broadcast, for those of you that didn't click on, because you got to actually click on the thing or whatever to make it different as opposed to just the normal broadcast. But they even have like the, the field goals where the normal broadcast will just say like, here's the line, just like this general line that we consider to be where you would kick a field goal from. They actually had multiple lines that give percentages. If you get to this point, you've got like a, a 16% chance of making it. You get to this one, you got a 50% chance. You get to this one, you got a 70% chance. So I, I don't know. I just like that. I, I, I need, give me as many tools as I can have for myself. I would love it if there was a little checkbox on the side, kind of like in some video games, you know, where you can kind of like turn certain things on the map. Like, do you want to see who owns this place? Do you want to see who you're at war with? We can color code that. Do you want to see? Da, 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 da? Let me just check all those things. Do you want whose name do you want to see? You can check to see the offensive lineman's name. You can check to see the tight end or wide receiver. You can check them on and off. You can check to see the speed of the players as they're moving. You want that? Heck yeah, I want that. Turn that on. Give me all the juice, man. Give me everything. Then I can just further ignore what those people are saying because it, it doesn't. I mean, I, again, I don't want them to go away because football would be weird without it. I, I need to hear people's voices. But yeah, they've always and forever just been annoying to me. <laughs> Everything they say is like, will you shut your face hole for a second? Because I just don't want to hear it. By the way, we got a uh, an answer from my uh, legal counsel here, half Mexican attorney. 
He said, as far as the illegal shift, the shift occurs pre-snap, but it doesn't become a penalty until post-snap, which makes sense. In other words, you can move around as much as you want pre-snap, and it's not a penalty. Like, that's why it's not getting flagged, and it will never be flagged prior to, because it's, it's not a penalty. But as soon as you snap the ball, you now did something wrong. The example he gave, which makes sense, is like defensive offsides. When you line up offsides, the flag doesn't get thrown. Like, if you put your hand down on the other side of that little line that doesn't actually exist they don't throw a flag like whoop 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 your hands over they wait and then as soon as the ball snapped now it became a penalty and they don't stop it right they don't stop it they throw the flag free play good to go so that would be the reason hey ryan it's rich i haven't called hey. in for a while calling you up, from rich? the game and just wanted to express how proud i am of all of our rookies it's been great to see them on the field and playing well he mistakes here and there but just so excited and I was hoping you could wish a happy birthday to my son, Mason, who just turned 13 and brought him to the game. He's just loving it. Take it easy. Go, Pat, go. Absolutely, man. Happy birthday, Mason. And, yeah, I mean, again, long-term vision. I'm excited about Jordan. I'm excited about the O-line, with the exception of we got to figure something out at left tackle because I don't think Walker's the answer. It was weird, though, because I, I saw Walker was in. And then he was terrible. And then, uh, like, immediately the next series, I see Yash is in. I'm like, well, that was fast. And then I saw Walker back in for a little bit. I'm like, what, what, is he in because is Rashid playing guard now? Like, what, what happened? And then I saw Royce was in at guard. So I, I have no idea. I, I'd have to go back and see. There, there, maybe there was just a heavy rotation, a tackle. I don't know. But, yeah, the, the wide receivers, man, they, they, they look promising. Jaden Reed is, I mean, l- listen, caught, caught up in all the, uh, the hoopla, this was sort of a Jaden Reed coming out party a little bit. That's getting buried in all the uh, the frustration. I was going to end it, but we got some more calls coming in, so let's get back to work here. Hey, Ryan. I, after the game, I wanted to call and scream and cuss. And I was angry, but uh, I gave it some time, and that's uh, subsided. So a uh, couple things. First, I, when did David Bakhtiari get hurt? Why was he inactive today? I mean, I guess it still is me, but I... In the offseason, I wanted to get rid of him. I was like, why didn't we trade him with Rodgers? And then he played so good last week. I was like, oh, that's why we kept him. But now it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm just kind of wishing we would have just I, – I, I don't want the uncertainty week after week. You know, that's that's not good for anybody. Um, my two biggest concerns for the game, one, I, I'm really still feeling like we should have fired Joe Barry. I mean, the defense played terrible in the second half. Yeah. Uh, just like I said, I was worried about the run defense, and the run defense did nothing. Nobody could tackle. What was that tackling? Um, the, and then my second concern is Packers of old, we got to the fourth quarter, we we're up 24, 12, that, that should be a win. I don't care who we're playing. doesn't matter. should be a win. And we got to that conservative offensive play going, play the game, call the game that got you here. You don't need to run the clock out. Just go get another touchdown. Go get another field goal. We did this conservative play and I know love missed Dobbs and missed goal throws there, but every time he missed a throw in that fourth quarter, I felt like he was under pressure. Um, and, you know, he was scrambling and trying to get away, and I, I didn't really fault him too much. Um, I know you got hit some of those, but I don't, I don't think it was on love. I think he had another great day. Uh, one of my predictions before the season was that he'd set the record for most touchdown passes by a QB in their first year as a full-time starter, um, and that was 31. He's at six in two weeks. I mean, I think he's looked great overall. Um, so some positivity. When we were up 24-12, I was just thinking how, you know, just like last week, like we didn't play a clean game. We were still winning. I was like, we have not played a clean game and we're still up by 12 and going to win this game. That's what I thought at the time. Yeah. And, you know, so I think I'm kind of, I'm still very hopeful. You know, the team still has stuff to clean up. We're young. We're learning. Um, 
you know, they're not playing. And it doesn't say it's going to get there, but I think they will. I think they're going to improve as the season goes. Um, and I just, I don't know, I'm still hopeful moving forward. I really wish we would have won this one, though. Um, definitely hurt hurt to lose it the way we did. Um, but anyway, on to the Saints. Finally have a home game. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, too, though. Hopefully we got Jones at least back and some other pieces back, too. Go back, go. Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough, man. You know, I mean it, the 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 hardest thing to do is to not overreact, right? It's like Matt Lafleur failed, Bakhtiari didn't play, so he should be traded. AJ Dillon needs to be go like today. Joe Barry, we should fire him. And and that, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's the impulse. And as soon as I hear that, I I immediately have to like pump the brakes and say, okay, well let's see. But but again, I've defended Joe Barry. I've defended. Uh, AJ Dillon, it's to the point now where you have to show me something. You have to do something. And and as far as the whole dropping two interceptions thing, that's that's not a good excuse to me. It's because because you don't use that to project into the future, like how good this defense is going to be. Because you don't expect to get hit in the chest with balls. You do expect to get have a team run the ball against you over and over and over until you can stop it. And Joe Barry in this defense was not able to stop it. And it just it just feels like we have we have always had or I shouldn't say always for the last several years we have had a defense that is loaded with people who are individually talented but we haven't had a defense we have talented individuals Rashawn Gary is a talented individual Jair is a talented individual Razul is a talented individual Quay and Devondre are talented individuals Savage used to be a talented individual until Joe Barry showed up which is kind of the case with uh, Kenny Clark as well. They used to be talented individuals, and now they're struggling to be even talented individuals, but still, talented individuals. What we don't have is a team. We don't have these individuals coming together and working together. What, what you would potentially call that is a system, a defensive system. So I, 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 don't, I don't have an answer for it. I don't know what to say. I mean, it, it's almost an impossible question to answer because it's similar to, like, the only way to know for sure would be to get all the other defensive coordinators, and then run some kind of a simulation where everybody calls their own thing. Like, you know, give every other defensive coordinator the opportunity to call plays for our defense and see how those plays would have turned out. If we can't do that, then we can't really know. But again, because I can't know, what, 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 do I, what, what recourse do I have? Again, I can sit here and say, well, this guy failed, therefore. Well, that doesn't mean it was a good play call. Oh, th- there's another example I, I was going to give that I didn't. One of the things that drove me nuts last year was taking guys who are trying to get offensive linemen to reach linebackers. And what we would do is take, for example, somebody all the way on the right side to try to get to the middle linebacker and, and cut him off while the linebacker's running all the way to the opposite side. It's an impossible task. Now, we can look at that and say, well, the play failed, not because of a bad play call, but because, look, the, the tackle didn't get to his block and he didn't do his job. That's true. You know what else is true? This is a stupid play design, and it was never going to work. This is not the right call. And, and that just leaves out entirely the, the possibility that it's not the right call just in general. Like, even if, even if he did get to his block, maybe this just isn't the right call. Maybe we should have passed here, you know? There are a million different options in terms of different things that could have been done in different situations, and we can't see what they are. All I can see is the results and compare it to the rest of the league. And when I look at our team as far as talent compared to the league, we have a lot of talent. When I look at results compared to the rest of the league, we are not doing very well. And I don't know what else to do with that. And again, even if we say, well, okay, but the guys just, the scheme is great, the guys just aren't doing their job, that's still on the coaching staff. Either that or Brian Gutekunst has a a fetish for drafting morons. 
But I think that's just kind of a silly excuse. No, everybody's just stupid. Really? Everybody on this defense is just a freaking idiot? They just, they're, they're, they're the only ones in the NFL that just can't figure stuff out. They can't learn a defense. I mean, maybe. Maybe Joe Barry or uh, Brian Gutekunst just drafts dumb people. But all I can do is sit here and look at the information and say, what makes the most sense? And that isn't the thing that makes the most sense. Players being bad doesn't make the most sense. Joe Barry not doing the right job, not doing a good enough job, does make sense. And it is absolutely put up or shut up time. That's the bottom line. It just is. I, 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 I'm just, I don't want to hear any more excuses from anybody. Well, the, the players need to execute. Well, the coach needs to call better. Play. Just please stop. I'm not talking about fans talking. I'm talking about the team talking. I mean, I mean we, we heard Matt LaFleur and, and Joe Barry throw the, the players under the bus all last year. And the players get ticked off at the coaching staff last year. It's like, I'm just, I'm just tired of it. Just freaking do something good ever. It's, it's one game, but it's, it's the same thing over and over again. And on one hand, you want to be like, look, don't overreact to just one thing. Maybe they bounce back. But when it's the exact same thing we've seen over and over and over again, like if a guy has drop issues and then he shows up and he has a bunch of drops in a game, it's technically true that maybe this was an aberration, it was a fluke, and that won't happen again. But it's more likely that he just hasn't fixed his issues. So anyways, I am going to leave it at that. Chris from Alabama, we'll catch you tomorrow, man. I got to get rocking and get uh, the other podcast done. I will say, I came into this much more cheery. You guys got me a little bit fired up, though. (laughs) Anyways, have a good rest of your day. Be sure to check out the podcast tomorrow. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.